Hello everybody. Hope you're all doing well. It's been a while. And uh, I felt the need to make a video, but I had no idea what to make it about. So, I'm just going to drink this coffee out of this nice new mug that my parents got me for my birthday. Um, in my beautiful room. That is sort of a mess right now, but you can't see that. Uh, and I'm just going to talk about my soul search, if you want to call it that, of uh, my life, my journey, uh, my feelings. And uh, I may or may not upload this to the internet, so we'll see how it goes. Um, I feel like I changed so much to the point where I don't even know, like I, 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 I learned something. I solve some type of like life issue that I have, um, I heal something, and then I just move on, and I forget to make a video about it, talk about it, because that used to be my favorite thing, right? Like working on myself, working through something, and then uh, talking about it, and sharing it with people, and people love it, and I love connecting with people, so this is my attempt of like condensing months of, I guess, life lessons and stuff that I've learned in one video. But then again, I don't really want to come at this from a, I learned this and so I'll teach it to you type of perspective. I'd rather just talk about what I've worked through and maybe just by talking and not really trying to like turn it into a lesson or a teaching. Um, you could still enjoy the process of just my mental process and get some type of value from it. This coffee's really good, by the way. So I guess a quick update is in about a week I will be completely clean from nicotine. I wasn't like a heavy nicotine user, but it was definitely something, something in my life that I couldn't let go of. I don't know if you have anything like that, where it's like, sure, I don't, I'm not like fiending over it every second, but it's certainly something I can't live without. And that's kind of what nicotine was for me ever since I was like 17. And I kept it a secret for a very long time. And uh, funny story, not really funny, kind of dark. Um, and sad, but when I was eight years old, something like that, seven or eight, I don't know, super young, uh, one of my cousins gathered me, a friend, and maybe another cousin, I can't remember, just a bunch of kids, right? I'm, I'm assuming this older cousin at the time might have been 11, 12, and he brought us some cigarettes, and I was eight years old, and I remember thinking, like, I remember thinking, oh, I know for some reason this is bad. I don't know why it's bad, but I know it's bad. Um, but also at the same time, I was like, well, mom and dad smoke cigarettes. All the adults smoke cigarettes. It's kind of cool. My child brain sort of rationalizing it, I guess. And uh, so I did it. I smoked the cigarette. And I remember coughing a little bit, but also I think after the first one was finished, we were all sharing it, right? A bunch of kids just like in the dark outside on the deck. Um, 
keeping it real hush-hush. Uh, I remember thinking, like, oh, I want another one. Everybody was like, oh, I want another one. Like, we got that feeling that nicotine provides you something in the brain. I don't know how it works. And, uh, yeah, it was terrible, too, because later that night, I guess maybe once somebody yapped, somebody talked, and everybody found out. And I remember hiding in my own house somewhere. I forget where I hid. I remember hiding in my own house because I felt so ashamed of myself. It's a weird feeling for a child of that age to feel. I don't think I've ever, up until that point, I don't think I'd ever felt that much shame, that level of guilt, that level of shame. And, uh, yeah, it took me months and months and months to, to feel back to normal, to feel like, oh, I'm not a bad kid. <laughs> Cause I remember just feeling like a piece of shit and I had one uncle who's not in my family anymore not a great guy but he he just kept calling me smoker <laughs> he'd be like hey smoker how you doing and I remember hating it every time but just shrugging it off just laughing about it um so yeah I don't know if that has anything to do with the fact that I started um using nicotine, if you want to call it that, smoking the odd cigarette and vaping uh, when I was 17, but, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, something I couldn't, I couldn't let go of until in three days time, it will be one year since my grandmother passed away, and, uh, it's, uh, it's sad. <laughs> I'll miss her forever. She she was a lovely woman. Um, just my whole childhood, she's been 100% consistently, unconditionally loving to her grandkids. And it was it was probably just a few days after her death that I stopped. I don't know. It was like, okay, it's time. I'm gonna I'm gonna make this step, step to a better me. And so I did it. And it's, uh, yeah, it's almost a year. And in that time, I haven't had, like, crazy cravings or anything, but I have had these moments where you're kind of overwhelmed or you're exhausted or you worked all day or you feel like you could use a little treat, similar to how people come home and they just eat something unhealthy or whatever. I just felt, I've, I've had those little feelings, but other than that, I've been good. Another update uh, is... On Christmas Eve this year be a year without drinking alcohol now alcohol is another <coughs> big very very big thing in my family um, big partying for French Canadian family that loves to drink and dance and have a good time and often it gets out of hand you know people have had a little too much and it gets a little toxic. But, um, but yeah, growing up, it was like, I remember being a kid and me and my brother would encourage my parents to drink and party because we just saw it as a good time. You're like, I remember just like saying, oh, you guys are boring. You don't want to go party tonight. What the heck? And they're like tired and they worked all day. <laughs> 
but we would convince them to go to my aunt's house and all the cousins would come together and we'd all have a good time and you know the cousins and the kids would go and hang out and the parents would get drunk and have a good time for some people the thought of drinking in front of their child is like insane like you're a terrible parent for us it was like more than normal and I love my parents I think I think they're wonderful people and still like I, I have a great relationship with my parents but uh, but for myself it wasn't until probably I was like 14 years old that I started drinking and I remember I remember the first time I got like a real buzz and I was like oh this is what it's like oh. I was like at an after party for a gig I played or something like that I forget and um, yeah it, uh, the the ball was set in motion, man. I just I, I drank a lot when I was a teenager, a lot. I remember thinking, okay, this is really good. I like this a lot. I like this feeling. Um, and it was like a high like I'd never experienced. Even though, oh, I've I've experienced some highs in my life, some really good times. But at that point, it was like this is good. And so I was like, all right, I made a deal with myself. I party every single weekend. Just once, just I'll get messed up once a week, and I'm like 15 making this deal with myself. It's ridiculous. Um, and then I noticed there were some times where it was like, it was the perfect remedy to like just being bored and not knowing what to do, or uh, being awkward in a social situation or whatever. So I, yeah, I drank a lot for a lot of different things, and. I don't think I, 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 I have abused alcohol in years, but at Christmas Eve, I, I was, you know, coming off a few months of, of nicotine-free living, and I was just thinking, like, man, I could take that step. And my first thought was, let's do it for the year. Let's do it for 2022. See what happens. Let's have a sober year. And six months into the year, I, I crossed some type of bridge, and the other side was, uh, I'm never going to drink ever again. I just had that feeling. I was like, it's done. I'm, I'm never drinking ever again. Like, I don't know how I could do that. It's not that I'll never want to drink ever again. For sure, I've had these feelings where I'm like, again, oh, I could use a pick-me-up, or I could use a... Just something to treat myself after a long, hard day of work or something. But other than that, I've been... It's done, you know? And... I, w I wish I could say that it's changed my life like crazy. Like, my life is completely different now that I don't drink. And it's changed all these things and this and that and this. And it's just this great success story, but... Nicotine and alcohol are out of my life now, and I feel pretty normal. I don't know. I think I've always been a healthy guy. I've always, at least in the last few years, been very responsible with most things, so whatever. I, I think people, and myself included, would chase like the benefits. Like, oh, what are the benefits of doing this? What are the benefits of meditating each day? What can I get? What can I get? What can I get? And it's like we're always trying to get something that we don't have right now. 
ooh, what superpower will I receive if I stop drinking for a year? And it's like, Doug, you won't, re you won't even, you'll probably barely notice the superpowers. <laughs> so they're not very super. But when I think about it, I think, no longer am I poisoning my body just to like feel something. I'm not like abusing myself just so I can get high. Cause that's, you know, people say get drunk and there's less stigma to that, but you're getting high on a drug, alcohol. So, yeah. Uh, and that's, I guess, I guess that's one thing I did realize is that, um, is that you don't need to experience these like crazy superpowers of after quitting something to to understand that it's the right thing to do <laughs> it's like people will only do something if it has this drastic effect but it seems that alcohol is probably one of those things that it takes a while for the for the bad things to add up like 15, 20, 30 years of drinking gets you here versus 15, 30 years of drinking, of not drinking gets you here. And that's kind of the thought I had. I'm like, where will I be in five years if I don't drink versus where will I be in five years if I do? And I'll probably be in a better place. Not to mention, I think another thing is like, I, I, I'm really on the straight path these days. I've, um, I've hurt a lot of people, not intentionally, not because I wanted to hurt people, but just my actions and my ignorance and my selfishness and my, uh, I don't know, yeah, just like really thinking of no one else but yourself and just being ignorant. <laughs> I've hurt people. And once you have a clear head after doing all those things, there's nothing illegal, just saying, <laughs> but once you have a clear head, you just think, oh, you feel guilty, you feel ashamed, um, and it's not that I'm on the straight path to, to right my wrongs, because there's no such thing, the past is the past, but I think, but, but my, my thought process is, I don't want to repeat those patterns, because those are patterns. Those are patterns that people go through their whole life. And patterns I do not want to repeat. So, so yeah, I think that's a good thing. I, I would go, uh, how do I describe this pattern? And speaking of alcohol and all this stuff, it has, it has a part, it plays a part because you do stupid shit when you're drunk, man. And you do stupid shit when you aren't taking care of yourself properly and aren't being honest with yourself because that's another thing that alcohol is really good at is running away from your problems so I forget what I was saying but um, yeah the, 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 my thought process with the pattern is something along the lines of uh, a situation in life would, would approach me very complicated situation I would lie my way through it because that's that's the best way to untangle this knot for for the time being. And through lying, uh, it comes back to haunt you. 
through judging others. You can just, in your head, judge somebody, and it will hurt you. Seriously, it will. I have had direct experience of, like, I'm judging somebody, I'm judging somebody, I'm hating them, or I'm not liking what they're doing, or whatever, or I'm just judging them, right? And they, in turn, treat me like shit, even though I didn't say anything to them. I didn't say aloud that I'm judging them. It's like this energetic thing that they can catch up, they, they can catch on to, and they can, they feel it, they know, and they start, they, they'll treat you like shit, because you're, you're sending them those vibes, if that makes sense. I know it sounds ridiculous, but, but I, I wholeheartedly believe that, because I would, I would have, like, a cleansing experience, uh, probably through psychedelics or something, and you come out of it, like, basically, it puts all your bullshit in a bag, <laughs> You come out of it, you're carrying your bag of bullshit, and you're like, well, damn. You're cleansed, but you're still holding on to the shit. But you're like, God, I need to stop judging. Like, I'm such an asshole. Just in my own head, I'm an asshole. And then, um, and then this weird, like, knotted negative energy that's, that's in between you and the other person is not there anymore. Out of nowhere. They treat you different. Or they just disappear. <laughs> That's the other thing. Like when I when I when I started being honest with myself, not judging people, not not being an asshole, even just in my own head, not in my actions, just in my thoughts. Um and meditating is a big one because you start to catch yourself when you think those things or when you judge people. Um and quitting drinking and quitting all these these things helps you as well because you're not uh, you're not stooping down to that level because you do stupid shit when you're drunk, man. <laughs> I, you don't tell the truth. I don't think um, drunk words are sober thoughts. I really don't because sober thoughts are ridiculous. Thoughts in general are ridiculous. When you meditate enough, you start to realize like this is not me thinking <laughs> at all. Like I just told you about some of the moments in my childhood, that and a, a whole host of other things are what pretty much create your thoughts. And it's like, well, something that happened to me when I was a small child all these years ago cannot be dictating my life right now. I, I need to take matters into my own hands. But yeah, um... Life is just better when, when you don't lie to yourself and say, uh, oh, this is okay. You know, like, I don't think any amount of alcohol is okay, but that's coming from a previous alcoholic. So some people might have it in moderation, have it taken care of, but yeah, I don't see any amount of poison ingested in the body as a good thing ever. I can't see it as a good thing. Argu like try and make an argument for the fact that poison in your body in any amount is a good thing. I don't see it. I, I see it as a uh, rationalization, as a uh, give and take, which is okay. I I believe in balance. I believe in. I I I don't believe in extremes anymore. I used to be a very extreme person. I'm not about that anymore. So. Yeah. But anyways, I guess I'll end it here. Um, I guess this conversation will be titled 
substance abuse of some sort, something involving <laughs> uh, my journey of uh, being a sober person this year. Um, yeah. See, I had no plan going into this at all. No plan. But I feel better. I feel like I really, really, really just needed to talk. Because I like journaling, but you know how long it would take for me to journal like 20 minutes worth of words? My wrist would hurt. Alright. Goodbye, everybody.